T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Him, Javier, don't stop the run. The rhythm of the boogity bee. Reading this from uh, Diana Rossini and Louis Riddick. Uh-oh. Jeff's doing the robot. We're going to try to move your beat. He just <laughs> stiff as hell. Lou Anarumo, Anarumo is the defense coordinator for the Bengals. And you and I talked about this on the phone over the weekend. The Bengals just play really good defense. They do. And nobody talks about Solid. it. Apparently, Anarumo's not getting any interviews to be a head coach. Um, and you know what? Just... Go back to the Super Bowl, dude. <laughs> You're already in back-to-back AFC Championship games. Um, that kid, Hendrickson, kind of reminds me of uh, a Charles Mann, a Ryan Kerrigan, just really, really strong, stout in the run game, mm-hmm. is a three-down, legit pass rusher. Um, those are the kind of players you win with, man. Yeah. It may not be that super explosive, but damn, if he doesn't help you on every snap Consistent of every game. In yeah. every play, in every aspect of the defensive game. And I think sometimes that doesn't motivate people. That, 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 that doesn't excite people. They want the guy who will have the one exciting play and then dull the rest of the game. So that guy that's just constantly there. Boom, 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 shutting stuff down. Uh, yeah. So it's been announced the Super Bowl is now only – how many days away is the Super Bowl? I believe it's the – Go 14. Super Bowl's the 12th? I would say right around 19 to 20 days away. One week, two weeks, and five days. So, yeah, you're right there. Um, Super Bowl halftime has officially been announced. And I guess the way my understanding, and landfills are our entertainment experts, so correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like they announced, like, the headliner way out, and that's going to be Rihanna. Yep. Um, and then they announced kind of who else is going to perform. Because if you remember, for a while, it was just like there's one performer. Then it kind of became like performance groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the performance group is going to be Rihanna, and it just was announced today with Babyface and with Stapleton, Chris Stapleton. But are they pregame, before the game? I don't know if they're halftime. No, I think. are they? I don't know if they're halftime because I was looking. I thought they were pregame. No, I, I think they're halftime. I think uh, Chris Stapleton's going to do the national anthem. Okay, the oh, national okay. anthem. Okay, yeah, I know it's not. They're not mm-hmm. halftime. I, yeah, think I can't see Chris Stapleton and, and Rihanna doing America anything together. You couldn't see Chris Stapleton and Rihanna doing something together? No. Um, I'd be interested. I I love Rihanna, and I like Stapleton. I think it'd be interesting. But, yeah, I think that sounds more right. All right. Oh, dude, so you're correct, B. 
So Stapleton's doing the national anthem. Babyface is doing America the Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph is doing Lift Every Voice and Sing. So that means it is just Rihanna doing the halftime. halftime. Yeah. All right, so she gets her own show. Uh, I'm excited for it. I, I don't really lock in that much to the Super Bowl halftime show. I'll be honest. Like I lock into the game. Halftime's kind of an opportunity to get something to eat, I feel like. Use the restroom. Um, for me, probably chase my children. Uh are you fired up for the halftime show, B? Yeah. So what I found interesting is, I mean, considering it's the internet, there's a list of the best halftime shows. Are there any that come to mind for you about the best? Prince. I think the Prince one in Miami in the rain. That was sweet. Playing Purple Rain in the yeah, rain. Yeah, and he didn't care when it started raining. He just no, like, he man. played up on that, man. Like, most people would have been like, oh, Lord. Like, to hell with that. I'm about right. to make this work. I think the Prince one is clearly number one. Um, so Billboard magazine put out a top 13 list. I don't know how they decided to go to 13. Um, I also, this is pretty cool, and I don't know if anybody else has done this. So at number 13, Coldplay listed Coldplay, P- Beyonce, and Bruno Mars. I want to say that was the Super Bowl that was at the, the Meadowlands. I don't remember. Um, Bruno brings it, though. Dude, that was a lot better than I expected. <laughs> Bruno dude, Mars, that I kind of think that it. was my like introduction to him, and he, he was good, dude. You know, you can give me Bruno and, and, and what's this dude? Uh, the dude he, always, he does all the stuff with now. I can't think of his name. I, you got that, Jeff? We're going to need Jeff, your help. What's the, the, the dude with the weird hair and stuff? He and Bruno do stuff together all the time. Anderson Pat. Anderson Pat. Those two right there, I'll listen to them all day. They can entertain, dog. Um, and they both play music and sing. So I, I was not really too familiar with Bruno Mars. He played the Super Bowl. I liked it, loved like the energy, and cool. I'm cool with him. Yeah. I wanna, didn't Bruno Mars come on with like Springsteen or the Stones or something also? Am I crazy? I don't remember that. Okay. The the weekend did the weird mirrors thing. Yeah. But that was like the COVID Super Bowl. But then like Miami or Tampa or somewhere? I want to say Tampa when Tampa won. But according to this billboard list, tell me even just what you remember. So Coldplay, Beyonce, and Bruno. I remember liking that one. Janet and Justin. Obviously, we all remember that. We remember pretty much we, for the We boob. remember one thing more than, than yeah. other things. Yeah. I don't remember much of the performance, but I remember that her boob popped out and it seemed to change the world. Yeah. Now, they got fined a lot of money, and I recognize you can't have boobs popping out on television, but did you know anybody that was actually offended? Uh, I didn't hear anybody that was offended, but I'm sure there are people out there that, that were or will act like they were, because That's ultimately, like, I watch regular TV shows during the time when kids are up. I see way more than that. Yeah. I, way like, more. If it was 1958, I get it, but you, you know the type of people that drive me the craziest? Are those that decide to be offended for others? Yeah. Like, yo, just shut up. <laughs> Let the people that are offended speak, but you don't need to speak up for yeah, if you, them. If you're not truly offended, shut just the hell up. Shut up. Um, Katy Perry ranked number 11. I don't even remember Katy Perry doing a Super Bowl. Do you? I remember doing it. Don't remember a lot of stuff from it. Um, all right, Katy Perry apparently. Oh, I do remember that. I'm gonna say I remember. 2015, she had the dancing sharks. Remember Why that? I remember Janet 
Well, I remember Bruno and all. Normally at halftime is when I'm really getting all my my libations in big time. That's what I'm telling and you. And bragging yeah. and trying to contemplate what's going to happen in the second, second half. Second half bets. Trying now, to figure that out. I mean, most of them I don't watch. Now, she did have Missy Elliott with her and Lenny Kravitz. But I remember I do, that. I do remember the shark. That's what I remember. Yeah. All right. Number 10 on this list. And B, I, I wasn't. This doesn't really mean a lot to me. I, I feel like I was too young to really process it. But Michael Jackson played in 93. Um, I want to say this was at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys won that Super Bowl in 93. Do you remember that? I yeah. Think, I guess he played Billie Jean. Um, was it awesome? Was it anything Mike did was awesome? Okay, I just think he like when you talk about entertainers, the dude just he, when they uh, he's a little low on the list in yeah, my mind. But still, he was good. They, when they pan to the crowd, you watch how the crowd reacts to him. Different ball game. Paul McCartney, two thousand five. So apparently, two thousand four was Janet Jackson's nipple. So they went the opposite direction and Completely. got a real old white dude that's just going to play the guitar. <laughs> Paul McCartney's a musical legend, not trying to take any shots or anything. Yeah. Um, but this was a Super Bowl in, in Jacksonville. Who won in 05? Does anybody remember? Mm. I don't. I mean, I, I can look it up. Uh, whatever. Clearly, it's not that memorable to any of us. Um. <laughs> All right, number eight, Lady Gaga, twenty seventeen. Is that, is that memorable for anybody? I, I remember her her thing. It just I I I like her for some reason. I just I think she's just she she goes her way. She don't care what everybody else thinks. I, I'm cool with Lady Gaga. In mm-hmm. what landfill? The 2005 season or the Super Bowl that took place in 2005? Probably the 04 season Super Bowls in 05. Patriots. Of course, it was the Patriots. <laughs> Anything in the 2000s, probably just say them, and you'd probably be right most times, right? So I'm a Lady Gaga fan. Um, the movie she made with Bradley Cooper is really, really good. I don't remember much from that Super Bowl performance, but hopefully it was great to everybody that came. You were feeling good at halftime, weren't you? Uh, I mean, 2017, I had kids. I can't imagine it was – hell, I might have been there. The, the one I was at that I remember was the, the Minnesota one where they everybody was – Curious what the tribute, because Prince had just died, and everybody was curious what the tribute was going to be because it was Justin Timberlake performing. And do you remember there was that rumor that they were going to make a Prince hologram? Yeah. Because that was right after they had done the Tupac hologram at Coachella, and then like Prince's family sued or something about it. Um, and I, I remember I was sitting with Lindsay Zarniak in the press area, and there were all these crazy theories about who, what was going to be the guest appearance, and then there just kind of wasn't one. It was just, just I think it was just Justin well, Timberlake. Well, when you get sued, you know I'm going to change your mind about some stuff. Uh, so number seven, they say the Rolling Stones. I remember they were pretty good. Uh, they were quite old. Number six was Beyonce. I guess that's cool. So Beyonce's on this list twice. Once on her own and once with Coldplay and Bruno Mars. Hey, and if, she, if she's out there, she's going to be on one of those lists. Top. She does, she She's does, got 24 she million to perform for an hour. So the 2013 Super Bowl, would that have been Ravens, Niners, New Orleans? Weren't you there for that? New Orleans? I wasn't at the Super Bowl, actually, but I yeah, was in New Orleans. you were there that week. Yeah. Do you remember, was it a Beyonce Super Bowl? That was a Beyonce one. That's when the lights went out. 
Okay. Yeah, so that was that Raven's she was Niners. So, she was so hot, she blew all the damn lights out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I remember this. 2009, Springsteen played, and I was kind of stunned when he did this, like, diving. Like, you know what the soccer players do sometimes after they score a goal where they, they like, run and yeah, jump on their knees and, slide. like, slide? Yeah. Bruce, at probably 65 years old, Broke one of those out and was grabbing his junk like he was Marshawn Lynch going into the end zone. Hey, man, he, you know, he said, I got to impress the young people. got to do what they do. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and, then, and then in concert, he probably was feeling good, too. Didn't even feel that till the next morning. So Madonna played in 2012. So that's the 2011 season, which is like a virgin. <laughs> she, you know who she brought out with her? Of all the people, she brought a lot of people out. Um, Nicki Minaj, mm-hmm. MIA, CeeLo, which ironically, a lot of songs we play on our show, we play CeeLo every week, and we play LMFAO, aren't they the shots, people? They were all part of Madonna's performance, and she ended it, uh, I guess MIA and Nicki Minaj had a little bit of... Nipplegate controversy? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't remember any of that, frankly. Um, the, oh, here's the boy. one that I probably would have put number one. You could go to any little club and figure this out. All right. I think I you said Prince, which was incredible. But last year with Dre and Snoop. I loved it. That might be my one seed. Yeah. I, I thought it was it. so, so good. And I think it was good. And I they were in L.A. They were in L.A., but I wouldn't throw them all the way up to number one. I think it was one that was very, very classic. And and I liked it because I saw that the, the NFL finally just stopped trying to block out that that genre, right. and right. they let them come in and they let Dre run it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I was cool with that. So, but ultimately, I I don't put it all the way up to one. So Billboard says it was probably late January, early February, 2002. So 9/11 had just happened in September. And you too had a performance um, where they played "Beautiful Day," and then as they were playing their their classic song "Where the Streets Have No Name," the backdrop behind them listed out the names of every person that died in the nine eleven yeah. attacks. Yeah. That that's powerful. Yeah, I, I think I think that goes up there for those sentimental values and how that was the first time we ever been attacked like that. And then to be, you know what I'm saying? Right, we, like since World War II when there yeah, wasn't that a Super right, Bowl. That right there was more or less where you 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 went to the hearts of people, right? Totally. There. Yeah. Well and, and more than the just entertainment aspect. Totally. It, it's it's more than that. And, and I'd add, I remember when was Katrina? Hurricane Katrina. Do you remember? I want to say it was oh five, oh six. Around you're on it oh four ish, five ish. Somewhere in there. Um well and the Saints obviously, I left I just left the day or two before. It's crazy. Hit. It's crazy. Um, like my father-in-law was in New York for 9-11, had a meeting that got canceled. Like you hear these stories. They're just yeah. so crazy. Um, but I remember the Saints obviously couldn't play in the Superdome that year. Mm-hmm. And the following year, they returned to the Superdome for the first game since Katrina. 
and you two played a pregame show. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was electric. That game was as electrifying. They remember the they blocked that punt in like the it, first quarter. Yeah, it was as, as electrifying as some Super Bowls, bro. Yeah, I, I I really agree with that. So I know you two's on this list for their performance after the first Super Bowl after nine eleven, which was clearly emotional. I would add that first game back in New Orleans to that sort of kind of legendary mm-hmm. re- ledger. Um, but number one on the list, I think really most people agree with this, is Prince 2007 in Miami. I believe that was Colts Saints when the Saints won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I hung out with Maniac. I Man- could be wrong. But I hung out with Maniac in that, that Super Bowl in, in Miami. Actually, that might be when the Colts won against the Bears. I think that year had I'm, I'm trying to think it was it because I know I hung out with Maniac when the Saints. Were so there. it's probably the 2006 season. Lambell, see if you can look it up. But I, I want to read what the 2006 season was. The Colts, they won. Colts beat the Bears. Yeah. That was Rex Bears. Grossman. Because then remember, old Rex landed in Washington in 08, I think after they got rid of or with Donovan and That's when, uh, when Desmond. I mean, Devin started off with the mm-hmm. yeah. probably 09. Um, a little longer. All right, Prince, 2007, number one. This is a funny uh, little blurb here. Long known for erotically charged performances. I think they say the same thing about Jeff Walker's performances. <laughs> Prince was a curious halftime choice only three years post-Nipplegate. While he did wield that purple, unpronounceable, symbol-shaped guitar in an unabashedly phallic way behind a screen, <laughs> the ecstatic genius of Prince's performance was the way he actually played the instrument. The rocker powered through his own classics, 1999, Let's Go Crazy, and the classics of others, Proud Mary and All Along the Watchtower. But the explosive coda was Purple Rain, which had the stadium full of testosterone-pumped football fanatics waving their arms and howling in falsetto as, yes, an actual downpour swamped Miami's Dolphin Stadium. You couldn't have, you couldn't have d- designed it better. You couldn't have. Yeah. I mean... It was and the dude was exceptional when it came down to playing instruments, man. I mean, he's one of the most musically talented dudes. Oh yeah, I mean, truly of all time. <laughs> I mean, truly. Um, all right, I, I want to get back to football. If you're excited for Rihanna, I think she'll be great. I don't think anything touches Prince, Dre, and Snoop, and and those YouTube perf- that YouTube performance. Um, my boy Kerwin just just. Texted me. He was at the Superdome when U2 played after 9-11 and said the names were all over the Superdome and that it was just jaw-dropping. Mm. I mean, when you get emotional charges like that. Oh, yeah. And and I'd add of the Prince performance, when did Prince pass? I mean, he died in 2015, so mm-hmm. that was significantly years later. Um, but... It, Kind of adds to the mystique, I think, when you know somebody's never going to play another halftime. Mm-hmm. All right, back to football. I want to talk. There's a lot of offensive coordinator openings. One actually got closed today. Where do the commanders stack up? Don't go in. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Anywhere, it's B. Mitchell. All-time best last call song at any bar. If, you're, if, you, if you got things moving with a woman, you're going to make out. If you got guys that are about to fist fight, you put this on. They're not going to fist fight. It puts everybody in the man, right mood. Let me mood. buy you a drink, man. Puts them in the right no mood to get them outside. In the purple rain. What a song. Weekend lover. All right. B. Mitchell Finley, 1230, District of Columbia. Um, I want to talk offense coordinator openings, B, because today uh, from the L.A. Rams, Thomas Brown is interviewing with the Commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Studesville interviewed with the Commanders yesterday. Studes. Last last week, the team interviewed with Ken Zampezi, who's an in-house candidate, quarterbacks coach. Pat Shermer, been a head coach twice with the Browns and the Giants, been a OC a number of times, uh, had some success with the Vikings, certainly, the Case Keenum year, um, as well as Charles London, who's never been an OC. I don't believe I, I think he maybe has had some chances as an OC, um, but l- his last gig was with the Falcons as the qu- quarterbacks coach down in Atlanta, and they obviously ran the hell out of the football down there. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Greg Roman. That there's been zero reports of Roman as a candidate, uh, zero reports of Leftwich as a candidate. Any of these other names you've heard of? Eric Bieniemy is obviously still playing. The Chiefs are still playing, but mm-hmm. there's been nothing firm that he'd be available. You can st- – they do allow teams – keep this in mind because uh, Eagles offense coordinator Shane Steichen is definitely going to get requests for interviews. They do allow definitely teams, coaches that are on teams that are headed to the Super Bowl the week between – the week off before the Super Bowl, the week of the Pro Bowl if you want to call it that – those guys can interview that week. Didn't D'Amico Ryans do two interviews last week, and then he said, "I, I, I got to focus," and then he, he he canceled the other two. He may have. I, yeah, I don't. That, know. that was the report during the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you you certainly can interview. Maybe some guys don't want to. Um, so, D'Amico Ryans canceled interviews with Cardinals and the Colts for he their did head coaching prior jobs. to that. Um, so that all is still to be determined, but if you look at kind of what is out there right now for the commanders, you've also got to consider what other 
teams are hiring coordinators and, and where they could end up. So let's, let's talk about what's available because there was news today. The Patriots have hired Bill O'Brien as back, their offensive coordinator. Back, back, come back, dog. Yo, which is a great hire for New England. One, because last season they had Matt Patricia doing it, who's a defensive guy. I mean, talk about all-time dumb moves by a, <laughs> one of the great coaches of all time. I mean, that offense was awful. The quarterback that you invested a first-round pick in Mac Jones hated the guy, hated yep. the offense. And you can see it <laughs> during I mean, the games. Clearly a disaster. So here are the jobs that are still open. Um, and some of them is head coach. Some of them is just the offense coordinator spot being open. Where it's just the OC, you're looking at Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Jets, Rams, Ravens, and Titans. If you widen that search to teams that don't even have coaches yet, it's Broncos, Cardinals, Colts, Panthers, Texans. So that's 12 teams. Yeah. Where do the commanders rank? Let's just talk skill positions. Let's not even get into the uncertainty at ownership, which in turn leads to uncertainty with coaches in front office. Let's just talk about the players on the field. I think you can look at Austin and you look at the three receivers and the two running backs, and you can probably compare them to uh, almost most teams in this league. They're not they're they're upper echelon when it comes to those five guys I just mentioned. But for an offensive coordinator, none of that works if the quarterback doesn't have time. So they don't have a quarterback or an offensive line. That's going to make you second second think. You know, you're going to come through like, let me second guess what's going on right now. So looking at a story from CBS Sports, they actually predict that the commanders are going to hire Rams assistant head coach Thomas Brown. Here's what they write. One thing we know about Commanders coach Ron Rivera is that he values a strong running game. That makes Brown, a former running backs coach turned tight ends coach, a good fit. The Rams gave all of their assistants permission to seek jobs elsewhere while Sean McVay pondered his future. But Brown seems like the most likely candidate for a step up. He's long been considered an up-and-coming coach and a potential future coordinator or head coach. Here, we give him that shot. We were talking about this with Rooster during one of the breaks. You've got some experienced guys in Shermer and Zampezi, guys that have been OCs before. Okay. Then you've got other guys that have never done it. They've never been offense coordinators. They've never called plays. Yep. Would you rather go with somebody that has the experience of doing it or roll the dice on somebody that doesn't? I. If I'm going with somebody that's already done it, they're going to have to have a hell of a track record. I don't need a guy who's been as average average or below while he was doing it. If that's the case, I'm going to go with the young up-and-coming guy because I don't know what he's about, and he may come and fool me. You know, like I said before, it doesn't make me a difference if the guy's young or old, but right now we have a, some guys that have been through it already, and they have average or below results. What's the difference between trying – because we always say this here in about – when you get a young quarterback, we say, well, for, they, got, they got to catch up with him. How about that young offensive coordinator? They got to catch up with him, too. They don't have a lot of film on him, do they? You know, and then if he can keep learning and adding stuff on as they go, they may not catch up with him for a while. But the other guys, they already got your film on you. They know what you're about. 
it, it's an interesting spot if the commanders really want to be this two to one run to pass team. And two to one, frankly, is unsustainable. But if you want to be a straight even split, you can argue the Niners are the best team in the NFL. They have an even split. They're at like 49.6, 50.4. The commanders this year, for all the consternation about them not running the ball enough, finish the year at 52 48. They're pretty close to even. Mm-hmm. Now, some of that is game driven. Um, and they were getting blown out in some games. They're obviously going to throw the ball more. Yep. Um, but it was pretty close to even. So I'm not even going to include the teams that need head coaches. But of the teams that are just looking for coordinators, who has the best talent? I don't think this is anywhere close. Bucks, Chargers, Commanders, Jets, Rams, Ravens, Titans. Chargers are number one. Yeah, because they got Herbert. Dude, Eckler. Yeah, but they got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got Herbert. You're correct. <laughs> that, that right there makes other people with talent want to go join them. Okay. Number two to me, I don't think this one's close. Now, granted, there's injury situations. But the Rams, assuming they come back healthy, Stafford, Cooper Cup, mm-hmm. Cam Akers. Akers, yeah. I love that dude. I, now, a lot of teams need help on their offensive line, but that's what happens this time of year. Like, everybody. Everybody's beat up. So, I think the two L.A. teams are clearly out in front. Then I'm not so sure. The Ravens, if they have Lamar, are a firm answer because they got a stud quarterback. Mm-hmm. And whether you have to build your offense around him or not, every coordinator should be building their offense around their quarterback. Like, that's yeah. how it's supposed to work. Oh, yeah. And if you want a legit running game with Lamar on your football team, that's going to happen because they have to play the field. They have to play honest. They can't lean one way or the other. That's how you that's how that's why the Ravens are always in the top five when it comes down to rushing. Because they have a quarterback that if you don't you don't have somebody watching him, you got problems. So I think the Ravens, if they have Lamar, are clearly ahead of the commanders. Because we could talk about the advantages the commanders have at wide out particularly. And then I think they've got two good backs. I don't know. Unfortunately. There are probably a handful of great backs and then a number of good backs. Mm-hmm. But the commanders have two good ones. But without an offensive line and without a, a, a an answer at quarterback. Doesn't make a difference. Like I mean, you could talk about the way that basketball used to be played, where a, a, a dominant center yep. was vital mm-hmm. and, you, and you had to feed the post. You needed a good point guard to get that guy the ball. You just don't know what the commanders have. True. So if the Ravens have Lamar, they're a much better operation. The Bucks are in a pretty similar spot. Are they going to have Brady? And if they do, they need. But the thing about them, I think they're better if they do. They're better if they have Brady. But you know what? They had so many injuries down the stretch too, and they seem to have guys that want to play with Brady. And a lot of them are getting up there as old as Brady. And this is a young man's sport, and they get a lot of injuries down the stretch. They've done that multiple years. Well, two years for sure. So keep going. You get to the Titans, the Jets, and the Commanders. So to me, Chargers and Rams are clearly better jobs. 
The Bucks and the Ravens just have this giant question mark at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then you get to Jets, Titans, Hawks. Titans, what is Malik Willis going to become? What mm-hmm. are you doing with Ryan Tannehill? I like Traylon Burks, but he can't stay on the field. Mm-hmm. So that's really just about Derrick Henry down there. Yeah. How, how many miles can go on that tractor? I don't know how many miles can go on it, but I, I'll take Derrick Henry and starting from him for two to three more years for sure. Because he runs the ball so effectively that you have to be concerned about the running game to where you open up some level of passing game. If you get a, a, a legitimate passer, I think uh, Tannehill was okay. I don't think he's like a, a, a upper echelon passer. But with that dude running the football with a run it with, with a play action passing game, you have a lot of open receivers, open spots. Two of the last three years, he's re- he's played in sixteen games. Uh, twenty twenty one, he missed half the season. Um, he just turned twenty nine in early January. Henry is a, a game changer, obviously. Um, what do you make of the Jets' offense? The then the the running back who's basically going to win offense rookie of the year got hurt. Yeah, Brees Hall. If he comes back and he's playing the exact same way, you know, you start off with that because Garrett Wilson was really good for them. Yeah. Another young wideout. Yeah, those. I mean, they have some young talent, and their offensive line I think would probably be ahead of most right now. I mean, if they had a quarterback Rod- who was an idiot, right? If they get Rodgers, things look kind of interesting. I mean, just when they had Mike White playing, it was kind of interesting. And mm-hmm. Mike White is one of these like folk heroes that the stats don't support it at all. I mean, he was completing 59% of his passes with three touchdowns against four picks. But sometimes truth doesn't matter when it comes to folk heroes. Hmm. For me, of the available offensive coordinator jobs, and I'm not even talking about the available head coaching jobs, because frankly, I think the head coaching jobs the commanders are ahead of Offensive talent-wise, the Chargers and the Rams are undoubtedly ahead of the Commanders. I think Bucks and Ravens are ahead of them, assuming their quarterback situations remain in Lamar and Brady. If they if they go into the quarterback abyss, who the hell knows? Uh, but I think I might put the Commanders ahead of the Titans and the Jets. But it's not. It's kind of a grab bag. You put three names in a hat and pull it out. When we come back, I got one stat that's incredibly depressing. And one nugget that might make you smile. Don't go anywhere. B. Mitchell Finley, 1067 The Fan. B, you got your headphones on? Yep. Uh, Pete Haley's going to join us in a few minutes, and I'll, I'll save the good stat and the depressing stat for when Pete's here. I wanted you to hear something that B just crossed my timeline, and I think I'd like you to react to it. Okay. Uh, Chris Sims talking about the quarterback matchup Saturday night, Eagles-Giants. This has become interesting to the folks of Philadelphia. Let's hear it. Chris Sims. Eagles-Giants? From Saturday night. Okay. Daniel Jones now is under fire. Giants fans, is he the guy? Is he not the guy? Can we win with him? If he was playing for the Eagles, and if Jalen Hurts was playing for the Giants, I mean, 
How yeah. much did the Eagles win by? I, I, 20 might, still? Well, yeah, 30? I don't think might it's be a, closer. I don't think it's a whole lot different because Daniel Jones is going to be able to do the same thing. I mean, he can do some of the things that Jalen Hurts. Yeah, maybe not as good a runner, but we know he's really close. It's not like, oh, whoa, way better. Again, if you're going to ask me who I'd rather have as a passer, I'd rather have Daniel Jones. Um, I know Chris like, and this is we both uh, we both like Chris. We both uh, respect him, and we know him. But I think Chris like to go way out there sometimes, just to be different than everybody else. Because I look at the passing this year, I don't think Daniel Jones was a better passer than Jalen Hurts. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, Jalen Hurts completed 66 percent of his passes for 3,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. I'm so, that was Jalen Hurts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Jones completed 67% of his passes for 3,200 yards, 15 touchdowns, five picks. Um, so they were roughly equal accuracy-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, Hertz went for 246 per game passing. Jones was at 200 yards per game passing. Um, both really low on the INTs. Um, they both... Jones threw a pick 1.1% of the time. Hurts threw a pick 1.3% of the time. Um, you'd have to say Hurts has way better weapons. I mean, in in Brown and Devontae Smith, the Giants really had no weapons. I just, but the thing I'm not is, buying it. See, dude. I mean, the whole thing about it is this: I, I love when people want to try and justify their cause for a quarterback, and they forget about it. Bring in the rush, the running stuff as well. And then put the Eagles high where they place. That's because Jalen Hurst is on the field. He commands a different attention than Daniel Jones does. Statistically, and again, I would take Hurts 100 times out of 100. Um, there's a big difference because Hurts has done this consistently. Hurts has gone over 700 yards rushing both of the past two years with double-digit touchdowns both of the past two years. Mm-hmm. But this past year, with the new Dayball offense – Jones did go for 700 yards rushing okay. with seven touchdowns. All right. It statistically they are closer than you think. Hertz has been good and made tremendous progress throughout his time as a starter, which is really only his second season. I don't think you could say the same for Jones. Jones has made progress in the turnovers. Jones is in what what season right now? He just finishes fourth. And Jalen? He's in his third, but he barely played his first season. No, so I'm just saying, it's like, like sometimes, you know, man, we can we, – the one thing about pro football, it's not, well, if I put this person – if I that doesn't automatically mean that it's going to happen that way. Daniel Jones not playing with college players. He's playing with pro players, right? Yeah. I mean, just J- Jalen Hurts can't help the fact that he caught up to his offense and went past where they thought he was going to be sooner than he was. Than they expected him to be. I just don't get. I've watched both these guys a lot. I don't get saying definitively that Jones is a better passer than Hurts. No, I don't get that at all. I, if you want to compare their running ability, I think Jones is is a much much better runner than he probably gets credit for. I give him great credit for running the ball, but what I'm saying is it's amazing, like. Well, I would say he's a much better pass. I don't think he's a much better passer. And when you watch, you watch how Jalen is doing things. 
Jalen seems so under control in everything he does. Jones, although he was drastically improved this year, does not seem very under control to me a lot of times. Seems like he's he's a little nervous about stuff. But it is what it is, you know? I mean, in two games against Washington, Jones he, was really good. Jones has always been good against Washington. <laughs> that's true. I mean, let's, let's not act like that's something different. And the problem with it is we do not have enough to watch a running Running quarterbacks kill us for the most part. Let's check in with the CBSO, the chief BS officer, who also happens to be a Eagles fan, uh, Mr. Jim Andrew Mullins the tenth, a.k.a. Landfill. Uh, Landfill, Chris Sims says Daniel Jones is a better passer than Jalen Hurts and that he would, if they switch teams, that Daniel Jones on the Eagles – would beat the Giants by 20. Absurd comment. Uh, Daniel Jones, as we've pointed out, has been playing in the league. This is his fourth year. He's been basically unimpressive uh, in each of those seasons, although this year he wasn't completely terrible. I'll grant him that. And Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate. Uh, it's a completely ridiculous comment to make. Completely ridiculous. So you don't agree? I don't agree. Okay. Just wanted to clear that up. Um Stunningly, I probably won't go as far as landfill, but yeah, I, I'm not buying this one. Jeffrey, you want to weigh in real quick? DJ versus Jalen Hurts? I think the only moment that Daniel Jones had that shined over anything Jalen Hurts has ever done was tripping over his own feet <laughs> after breaking that long run. <laughs> Other than that, not at all. Jones was really good against the Vikes. He was good a few times against... The commanders um, in basically playoff situations, but I, we live in a microwave society. That's a microwave take. I'm not mm-hmm. here for it. Uh, speaking of microwave takes, when we come back, Pete Haley live in studio. Don't go anywhere. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 